Welcome back to Active Minds <laughs> Podcast, where we have a little fun. We explore life and business through the lens of people who have paved their own lane. And then after that, we have a little more fun. We start to brainstorm with your questions, as well as real life events to see how their lessons can be applied to our life and business. And most importantly, the whole purpose of this is to move smarter together. We are joined today by someone who has cornered a niche market um, that many are trying, but not everyone's succeeding. Uh, Mr. Airbnb What's is with us on? today. Um, and of course, our co-host, Danny. Uh, I'm Catriel Cesar Fadi. Today is going to be a fun episode because the whole premise of today, it's the title and the sentiment, really. Uh, it's not lack of money. It's lack of a creative idea. We're going to go into the art of bootstrapping. So if you like uh, you know, the actual grind, not the hustle porn version of it. You're gonna, I think you're gonna have a good time today with Mr. Airbnb. Now, I know that we keep calling you Mr. Airbnb, yeah. but what is your government name? <laughs> my government issued name. Uh, my name is Brayden, Brayden Ross. Um, That's a nice name. People don't remember that though. They'll either call me Brendon. That's why I said it. Uh, um, <laughs> just call me Brendon. Um, no, so a lot of people don't know my name, but uh, it is Brayden Ross. And uh, I coined the term Mr. Airbnb a couple years ago. It's catchy. Yeah, I got super lucky actually. Somebody's like, you're the Airbnb guy. We're like, it should be like Mr. Airbnb. And we were like standing in line and I checked on Instagram. I was like available. I'm like, how, how did, how, how is fuck? this available? <laughs> Boom. I got it. And people, uh, obviously it helps for SEO purposes and Hell people yeah, finding me for super. Airbnb. How did you become Mr. Airbnb? Yeah. Well, let's rewind. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it short and as simple as possible for anybody watching. I want to try to add as much value. It's not as much about me, but providing your listeners value. So um, five years ago, um, well, it was 2017. I was, so I'm 27 now. I'm turning 28 next week. So I'm still a young buck, as some people would call me. Um, but realistically, I, I wanted to get into real estate, as many do. And uh, I was in university and I was like, why am I taking advice from these teachers that I do not want to trade places with? And I was sitting there for three, four years, this university that I went to two different universities, one different, one college. And I realized this was not for me. I was sitting in accounting and I'm like, I'm out of here. So I, uh, I left, I started uh, doing social media marketing at the time it was trending. It was nice. 2016 and uh, I needed to make some money. So I did everything I could. I used to be a hockey player because I'm from Canada. We're born with a you hockey. You have all your teeth. No, I know. <laughs> they're, they're all real too. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. No, I got a couple concussions though. So I had to stop because of that. Um, but to make this short, what I did is I saved up enough cash to buy a condo uh, when I was 21 years old, uh, well, almost 22. And in 2017, I heard of this thing called Airbnb, but I didn't know how to make money like completely online without physically being in my home city. I'm from Calgary. It's a city in Canada, um, Canada, as some people would call it. <laughs> it is warm up there sometimes, by the way. Some people think we live in igloos. So we, um, or sorry, I, I ended up buying this place and there was this event called Calgary Stampede. So it was only a one bedroom, one bath. If I rented that place out, it would have only been 1500 a month at the time. Mm -hmm. So 18 grand a year. Um, but in that first year, uh, I made 50,000, well, over $50,000 on Airbnb with it. So way more money. Fuck and uh, if you think about that, like, I, if I wanted to, and I could consistently do that, obviously you get some sort of market saturation as more people join in on this. But if I could consistently pull 40 to 50 grand a year, you could pay down that condo in let's say five to 10 years or even five to eight versus 25 years. 
So I'm like, this is an amazing opportunity, but I don't have enough money to keep buying, you know, condos. So what I did is I went on a website like Zillow, it's called Brent Faster. And I started calling homeowners and I said, Hey, I got a condo across the street from you. Uh, you're probably not going to say yes to this, but I would love to meet for coffee. Um, I've made this amount of money. So over 50,000 and it's a one bedroom, one bath, just like yours. I know you want 1650 a month. I remember that at the time. Um, but I'd like to see if you're open to the, uh, the idea of me coming in, I'll be your best tenant. I'll keep the place clean. Cause if I don't, uh, I'm not going to make money. True. And as you know, I'm running a business out of this. So if you're worried about uh, late payments, um, I'm more than likely going to be able to pay that rent because we have it on Airbnb or I do. Mm. So <laughs> it convinced her. And she, I think she really just trusted me because uh, I could show her that, A, I had proof that I did this with on my own, but we're going to get into bootstrapping. So if you don't have resources to buy and save up, I, I literally started this whole thing with like 80 bucks, literally. This is genius. So <laughs> you, you rented out the apartment. You were transparent. I was. And you said, I'm going to you know, I'm going to be using this as an Airbnb and they're cool with it. They were cool with it. And a lot of people will get no's. Um, yeah. yeah, you get a lot of no's. This is genius. You're going to get a lot of no's. I haven't thought of this. <laughs> <laughs> Way more no's than yes. <laughs> yeah, now it's become a little bit like yeah. buildings are being strict about it and whatnot. And I Especially get here. That. Especially yeah. here. Yeah, I don't know why. Did you see yeah. Sedona? No. Sedona, Arizona is paying Airbnb landlords to stop Airbnb. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't Dead know. serious. Well, it's a housing thing too, right? Like these cities are like, oh, there's too many Airbnbs, but landlords are struggling right now because of inflation. Like you look at the average person and they don't really have too much money saved. So they're looking for ways. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so they're like, it's causing an issue with housing and then neighbors get pissed off. And this is just how new things get created. We have to pave the way. And you know, a lot of these condo buildings uh, are saying, no, you can't do Airbnb, but there's a lot of, and I've heard this, there's a lot of uh, uh, lawsuits that are happening around the fact that landlords are saying, I own this property. I should be able to dictate whether or not I have a guest in here. Uh, short-term rentals being under 28 or 30 days um, versus a midterm stay. Like you can do midterm leases, which is like, you know, uh, three months or even a month at a time. Mm -hmm. So you can deal with expats, insurance companies, nurses. That's another way to do this. And it doesn't really break those rules, but short-term rental seems to be a big issue, but so is everything when you first started. It's not traditional. And uh, we can get into it. We're going to get into a, a, an even cheaper way to do that. Cause you still need to front the cash. If you're going to rent the place, first you know, you got first month less. deposit yeah. furnishing, right? So let's say you're 10 grand in or eight to 10 grand. A lot of people don't understand. They also can use credit, right? You can use 0% credit. Yep. So if you don't have the resources, but you have a good credit score and you have okay income and you get a 10 K credit card, go apply for a 0% credit card, liquidate that. There's sites like plastic. You can literally liquidate that credit card through plastic to pay the homeowner. And, uh, that will allow you to go and rent this place for, let's say 10 months, 0% interest, make your minimum payment. Hell yeah. And you're using none of your own cash. Now leverage. you got a now you got a business. That's this beautiful leverage. Mm -hmm. And that's bootstrapping. That's the, I'm yeah. doing this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the art we of bootstrapping go. right there. I gotta go actually. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so you got started. You 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 had the personal touch. Yeah. You sat down for coffee. You let her know what's what, and she says, "You know what? Let's give this a try." Hundred um, percent, and and I was actually shocked myself. But the funny thing is, I completely screwed up. Really? Like, are I know. You sure? I was. I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> She's like, "I think I trust you." I'm like, "Thank you so much." And so I, I was ready to pay right then and there, right? Mm -hmm. 
money speaks. So I, I, at the, at the time I'd made money from Airbnb. I didn't have enough to keep buying properties. Obviously, uh, the stress test with mortgages wouldn't allow me to qualify. I'm 22 years old at the time. It wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't understand is that there was restrictions. I did not know what this was called. So I was like, oh, this is called a sublease. Right. Mm -hmm. But I realized these are not tenants. So I had to talk to lawyers. I have friends that are lawyers in this space and they're like, they're real estate lawyers. Like, like what is this? And they're like, well, Airbnb, it's their guest. It's going through their platform. It's not a direct booking. And yes, you can do that. But Airbnb makes it so simple. And I'm not trying to advocate just for Airbnb, but they are an incredible platform and it's how I make a living. They not only insure you up to a million USD through AirCover, but they also facilitate your payments. They make sure they find the customers and they have a seamless platform that showcases uh, your property. And it seems like there's so much demand that you don't really have an issue getting booked. When you first list on Airbnb, they'll push your listing as well. Mm -hmm. So it's going to make the host want to stay and keep going. True. Now, with that being said, I made a mistake. Like I said, uh, I did not read the building uh, bylaws. So HOA rules, it's not called HOA in Canada. Um, and I got a call from the landlord a couple months later saying, hey, we're getting fined several thousand dollars. I said, what? Oh God. So it was $200 per offense every time they caught somebody coming in because it was against the building bylaws. Which so, is what? What was the law? So the rules say no short-term rentals. Okay. Nothing under 30 days. So I was like, oh my God. Oh. So all my profit that I made, I, got, I lost it. Um, oh, you know, we, I had to get rid of that. Uh, it's actually called master leasing. That's the technical term. I had to get rid of the master lease. So a lot of people refer to this as arbitrage mm -hmm. using other people's properties. And I was like, okay, that was a learning lesson. So this prompted me into uh, a world of going, okay, I've now had to pay for my mistakes. I did not have a mentor because this was so new and it still is new. Mm -hmm. Nobody was really teaching this online at the time. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who actually is one of the big teachers in the space too, his name is Brian Page. Um, he uh, was also running a, he was running a program at the time, but I thought, okay, I've had to make these mistakes. I think that other people might want to know how to do this because this is a fantastic way. And what if I could do this with no money? So even cheaper, not even a credit card. Did you get evicted by the way? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the landlord was super nice. Okay. We just ended the lease. Um, so Canadian. It's so, it's so like, okay. Canadian. But it, it is, it, it, it really is. It's like, it's funny, whenever you're in Canada, like you go, no, you go, you go. <laughs> Literally at the grocery stores, you go. And I always say, this is so Canadian, I swear to you. Everybody's shout out to Canada, man. I have yeah, so many good friends in Canada. <laughs> do you really? Never fucking, I do. I yeah. have a, a good size of, of friends in Toronto. Yeah. And two of them have relatives over in Vancouver. Mm. Uh, they were inviting me over to Vancouver Island, I believe. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You guys need to go. <laughs> um, but anyways, this, this prompted me into a, a, a third way. So you have owning, you've got master leasing. And then I was like, oh, what if I could do this without the risk of having to rent? Mm -hmm. Then everybody could get in this. As long as you have a little bit of hustle, like anything. This is not easy, by the way, um, but it is you worth it. You make it sound really easy. I'm just saying. Well, it's like, easier. I think I can go right now and be like, hey, I really like your house. I bet you if you did, I bet you if you hustled today, you could land a deal. Yeah. I'm not lying. I'm we not should li film that, actually. I'm not lying. We, we, we could film the process. You know we still have to film your day in the life. We, do we? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well now you do. Well, Eventually. let's go hustle a deal today. Let's get it done. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, how long are you here for? <laughs> there is. What? How long are you here for? I'm here for like 10, 11 days. Shit, we're gonna have to schedule that then. We, uh, the that would whole be idea, fun. Chris, Chris uh, Cinematic, you just walked in here. <laughs> He'd follow you around for the day and just document your a day in the life. I, I would love, lo I would love to take somebody who has no experience or results in this space. Take me, take me. No, r r exactly. <laughs> one deal. 
and close a deal in a day. Fuck it, Shut dude. And I'm putting it. myself on the spot Let's here. Let's go. We're doing it. I'm a little nervous. Just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> Mr. Airbnb. That would be really fun. I think people would love to see that. That's amazing. I'm excited. Start so, a business from zero. We'll start at 7.30. Boom. And we'll see how we do by 7.30 at night. Oh, my God. 12 okay. 12 hours later. That's well, awesome. All we, right, cool. We're locking it in. Bet. You're on camera, dude, saying bet. it, so we got you. That is. Yeah. Well, uh, this isn't live, but uh, <laughs> can we cut that out? Stuart, no, Stuart, don't cut the footage. Don't cut the footage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be amazing because I was wanting to do a day in the life thing. I yeah. never have. Um, and I think, obviously, you guys, uh, you're doing a great job here. So I think people would love to see this because everyone oh, yeah. can relate that they need to make. Everybody wants to make more money. They want to mm. be more free. Yeah. And that's the byproduct of having more money. In this economy? Oh, of course, man. So co-hosting is the third way. Co-hosting is where you do not, and people get this uh, mixed up with management. Um, again, I had to go to lawyers to figure out what's the difference here. So we're not uh, going over any rules. And again, check with your local laws, all, you know, the whole spiel. True. This is not financial advice, et cetera. But co-hosting is when you're helping the homeowner uh, market the property communicate with guests, delegate cleaners, deal with any disputes or anything essentially that can help you virtually run that property. Mm -hmm. Management is when you actually control and receive funds. A lot of co-hosting companies, I shouldn't say that because I don't know the actual numbers, but they'll receive the funds, they'll pay the homeowners at the end of the month. They're doing it wrong. You need to actually have the homeowners paid first. So on the back of the Airbnb account, you put their banking information. At the end of the month, they well, they pay the cleaners and you invoice them. So usually what you'll take is 20 to 30%. So what I charge is 30% on a six month agreement. I'll charge 25% on a one year and then 20% on a 24 month agreement. Homeowners love that 24 because it shows I'm committed long-term and I'm willing to make this work for them. I'm not gonna just go and set up and help them do all this stuff. By the way, there's tons of Airbnbs that I have never been to that I've ran. And it's crazy because you don't physically have to be there. I do recommend you start where you live. So you sign up to be their co-host for 24 months, something like that, right? Yeah. And then you deal with all the everything. people that come in and out. Okay. Almost everything, oh, okay. Um, which is amazing because guess what? You don't need any money to do that. The homeowner is Not the one. tomorrow, I'm telling you. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going down. Um, but this is amazing. So anybody watching, um, you can leverage your network. It's like, where do I find these leads? There's tons of places. You can use realtors uh, that can actually give you a warm introduction. Give them a percentage or a finder's fee. Again, that will cost money but if you let's say you charge a homeowner 25 percent, but you're like to the realtor i'll give you five percent for the first or for the 12 month agreement yeah so it's like now they're making five percent residually if they bring you 10 deals now they got 10 deals making five percent a month doing nothing so it's amazing and you don't have to typically you don't have to make a certain amount of rent when you master lease you got to come up with the rent so if okay. you don't actually make enough to cover the rent well now you're on the hook right so there is risk the most rewarding is owning, obviously, but it's the most expensive. Okay. So your risk to reward in any business scenario is always correlated. The more money you have to put in, the more reward you're typically going to get. ROI, absolutely. But now we're talking about bootstrapping. So anybody who's watching this, how do I start this tomorrow? Well, you could literally go out, start networking, having coffee with realtors. Zillow has tons of properties. Um, there's a website called Hot Pads that also oh, yeah. Hot Pads. You yeah. can filter for rent by owner specifically, so you don't have to go through the gatekeeper. They are the person listing it, so get in contact. And then Facebook Marketplace is simple too. Mm. There is tons and tons uh, of, it's just people are, are nervous, right? You're gonna get no's, 100%. But oh. if you have your pitch down, yeah. you gotta learn how to sell, um, and you gotta have them trust you. What I recommend if you don't have experience, because they're gonna doubt you, 
and you're trying to do this with zero dollars, they're going to go, well, where's your previous results? And you're going to go, well, I haven't done this before. Be honest. This, mm -hmm. You're my first client, but I'd like to show you that that's why I'm going to take better care of you because I don't have 10,000 listings or a hundred listings. I have to make this relationship work. And I would even like to do like a 30 day trial with you. We'll run it for 30 days. If it doesn't do the numbers, I think it will, we'll walk away. But if it does, let's talk about doing a year agreement. This is another important pillar, I think, in young entrepreneurs that we should note, take note on is transparency. It's yes. so important to be transparent. It's mm -hmm. so important to just be honest. And people respect you so much more for that. Wouldn't you say, Kat? Integrity. Uh, that's pretty much the only way you're going to build a portfolio <laughs> yeah. uh, or a resume or a track record, really. Yeah. Um, you know, that that candid yeah. transparency, uh, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm biased because mm -hmm. it's served me every time yeah. when I've been just that candid. People are like, oh, crap. I didn't expect that. Well, then now, now it, yeah. then that builds trust because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this person, like they could have bullshitted me, but they did it, you know, and then, then you get the deal. We do. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. I interviewed, so I've taught people all over the world. And if you go to my Instagram, check the reels. Um, when COVID happened, people were exiting this business. There's, oh, yeah. I'm not going to name any companies, but there was a nine figure company that went out of business because they were over leveraged with master leases mm. in their contract. They didn't have anything that stated that if the Dow Jones falls below a certain level, it means we've triggered in a recession or something like a force majeure has happened, meaning like mm -hmm. COVID something you can't control. It's mm -hmm. God's force. Yeah. So they had too many master leases. Nobody could travel and they went belly up they were um, on the hook. nine figures. But there's other companies in this space uh, that are crushing it. Um, and again, I won't name drop anything. You can look up the biggest short-term rental companies. They're crushing it. Like there's, there's billion dollar companies in this industry. And what I love about this is you can build this as an asset too. So when you're building this business, let's say you go and get 50 properties that are co-hosting deals and they're on two year agreements. Let's say you've ran it for two years. You know, this is making 2 million a year. Let's say your net is 20% on that. So you're making 400 grand. Wow. So, Let's say your multiplier is 3x. So uh, your your net annual return in your pocket is 400 grand. So when you want to sell this company, I spoke with a lady. Her name is Julie George. You can look her up. She's very nice. She's from Australia. She had 135 properties. She sold her short-term rental business. I think she was doing 5 million a year. Don't quote me on that. And uh, let's say her margins were 20%. So she made a mil. So 80,000 a month. And let's say she she's actually said that I sold this for a 3x. So that would be a $3 million payout. She had to sign a two year non-compete or something. And I think she's restarting right now. But where I'm going with this for everybody watching is I've taught people all over the world. I have testimonials from England, Puerto Rico, uh, Canada, the United States, Australia. And there's one guy I just recently spoke to. His name is Alan. Um, and it's crazy because they actually built their business through COVID in the hardest times where people couldn't travel. Alan and his partner have 70 properties. Um, we logged in. He went into his account in real time. So it's not bullshit. Um, I don't know if I can swear on here or not. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. So anyways, they're doing, uh, they're at 2.3 million in bookings right now for the year. And they're thinking they'll end up at 3.5 to 4 million this year in bookings. Nice. And they're only two and a half, three or three years in. Now, let's say you wanted to sell this company. Well, you could literally exit at that, at that pace for over seven figures starting with essentially no money because you just hustled your way up. So think about one developer who might be able to give you, you go to a networking event, there's, you're in the, the hub for that mm -hmm. here. Um, you could even use LinkedIn. It's the underutilized little brother of social media. People don't use enough, my yeah. opinion. It's decision makers. It's underrated yeah, as hell. Yeah. So you use that. And if you have a great personality, a lot of integrity, a lot of hustle, they'll see it. 
and they might be able to give you 20, 30 units. I'm working with a developer. He's building, he actually just texted me this morning and he's been following me for five years or three, four years, sorry. And I met with him in my home city, Calgary. He's building a 70 unit building. A lot of developers are going into uh, mixed purpose rentals. So long-term and short-term because they realize if you can make two, three X on an Airbnb a lot, and this is also my next play too, homeowners are not realizing that if they convert their property into an Airbnb, they not only are making, well, they should make more money. If they don't, it's not in every scenario you do, but if you do it right and you do your market research, you should make more money. Um, that they're turning this into a business. And if you sell a turnkey Airbnb, you're not going by the valuations of every residential home. Oh. You're selling for more because you have a higher cap rate on that property now. You're a real estate guy. Yeah, that's why I'm all excited. I'm yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I was like, you get it. Yeah, you're we're, going, we're yep. in the middle of one My right brain's now in like, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm and like, it, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm making yeah. <laughs> right, right now, there's a deal that we're doing in Fort Lauderdale like that. Um, the two houses, two doors down, yeah. the place sold for 465. And then this one is being sold for six eighty five. That's crazy. Just because of is it the really? fact that it's Airbnb. That's amazing. So what about Airbnb? thousand dollars equity. Just so you you have proof, right? You have proof that it's happening. Exactly. So yeah. what is it about Airbnb being your place that gives it more, makes it more profitable? If you make more money on the property. So like, let's take my first condo. Okay. If I could only rent it for eighteen grand a year, let's say it's worth three hundred grand, then it's worth three hundred grand because that's what all the other homes are going for. But I've made almost three x whatever uh, the properties are renting for. And I've proven that. Now go a step further. What if you actually start collecting customer data and you build a customer data list? Data is oh, worth yeah. money today. Oh, it's so, gold. So Airbnb makes this super easy. You don't even have to be great at marketing. It's not like e-commerce where you have to figure out what's the buy box, source this product, figure out what's trending, create ads. No, you just take a home, you put it on Airbnb and they'll find the bookings. It's mm -hmm. simple. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing I think with this industry right now is people are realizing uh, in this area, especially, and that's why so many rules are coming out. So if you're wanting to start this, make sure that you check your local laws because it can screw you just like it screwed me in the beginning. And I had to learn the hard way. But you learn Very through failure. Way. That's a big thing on our, on this yes. podcast. That's tuition. All right. Hug your failures, <laughs> learn from it them. Is. Yeah. But I think it's important that people understand that if you're just, whether you're a university student, uh, whether you're 60 years old, I've, ha I've taught it all. Um, people have success stories, but also people have listened to me and done nothing, right? Yep. Um, and that's just the law of averages. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important that you see the opportunity. You can buy most profit. You can do arbitrage. People like that because you don't have to deal with the homeowner micromanaging. You just pay them the rent. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Just pay me my rent every month. And then you have co-hosting, which is your cheapest way in. But let's say you did a you, you have a property making fifty thousand a year. You take twenty five percent. That's twelve thousand five hundred in your pocket. You didn't even have to come up with rent for. You have to come up with down down payment. So imagine you had a hundred of those. That'd be one point two five million, right? Mm -hmm. You're making real good money now. Okay. <laughs> and you can do it quickly. Guys, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're listening to this, uh, in terms of what bootstrapping will look like, if we were to dissect it. Yeah. In a different way. So something he immediately goes into is your network. Yes. Uh, and uh, you've probably heard this so many times on oh, the show yeah. already, right? Look at your network. Look at who's around you. Um, and usually this can also be brought. I'm going to just start printing out SWOT analysis. Uh, <laughs> SWOT analysis basically start to look at your network, who's around you. Yeah. Basically, here's a quick exercise you can do. Um, I grew up always being the guy that knew a guy. So <laughs> who's someone that you know that knows everybody? Mm. Start there. Hey, I need cars. I need blank, 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 just start, and start building a little bit of a web. Then he goes into uh, the incentive. 
So the incentive would be, so you have your network, now start to see where you can start to create value adds. Another way of calling value adds, what's the incentive that I'm walking in, the ask. So I'm walking in, so he's walking in, in this example, and he's talking to a, a neighbor, and he's saying, hey, I have this cool thing that I'm doing, would you like some too? There's the incentive. Then sure. he goes into social proof plus social leverage, which is, hey, look, here are my results mm. on what I've been doing, and here is, you know, a way to, to apply it where it benefits you. Mm. Now, if you do not have social proof and social leverage yet, your transparency is your social leverage. Mm -hmm. uh, in many scenarios, I, I'm going to use myself anecdotally here, what I've done is I said, I'll do it for free or I'll do it for this exactly. cut rate. Um, and then every third customer, I increase my price. So in your scenario, if mm -hmm. you're looking to bootstrap, you're basically going to take those two or three testimonials. Then the third one is just the icing on the cake. And then you level up and you increase the price. Um, and when you keep doing that, that also creates a little bit of scarcity because now it's like, wait, if I'm not getting it now, by the time I circle back, the price has gone up. Um, and then something he brings up is once you're doing that is you're gonna target underutilized ecosystems. In this scenario, it's LinkedIn. Everyone in the mothers on TikTok, everyone in the mothers on Instagram, yada, yada, yada. Big fish, small pond. Exactly, yes. so LinkedIn <laughs> is an underutilized ecosystem. When I first got to Miami, my underutilized ecosystem ironically enough, was the local business slash government space. They were only used to talking to each other. So when I walked in and came with this plethora of information, I said, oh my God, give this guy everything he wants. So in his scenario, he was using his local networks. He was using LinkedIn. And from there, he also leveraged his friends. Uh, and you can kind of start to see where this is going. Uh, we do it, we're following <laughs> you, along so far? Yeah, yeah. So if, if, if you guys are following that, he literally broke it down super easy yeah. sometimes i have a problem uh, a problem making something complex easy and i think steve jobs actually said that it's like why is apple so great because it's simple mm. like so simple. make it easy people are, yeah. are lazier we, we're lazier but also becoming in my opinion smarter and some people might say no our phones are smarter but we have access to information <laughs> i think it has something to do with attention span also oh yeah um i feel like the attention span is becoming less and less nowadays yeah. so the more you simplify things when you're explaining actually why you would be an asset to yeah. Airbnb. Try to simplify it. Yeah. Don't over explain yourself. Yeah. Keep it simple. I Keep like it. that because <laughs> I mean, you've probably seen this before. Like when you're talking to somebody, they give you like this ask or this offer. Of course. And they just, they don't shut up. <laughs> and, you know, it, they keep trying to sell. Just stop. If you have yeah. the sale, be quiet. Yeah. That's what I've always learned because I've actually, I'm, not, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. oh, and then you keep talking. They're like, you know what? You actually talked me out of the sale. <laughs> and I do that. And I, I do that. In. And I, I'm like, I, I have to shut up here because like, you just learn that over time. With sales, you just, it's, it's about reading people and understanding where they're at. It's like a nervous thing. Yeah. Been on a well, date, on that subject, you are in the people business. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you, yeah. I mean, you're bootstrapping. Obviously, you're doing well, but specifically, yeah. you haven't lost that love for bootstrapping. Why? No. Um, because I think like, and you asked me this actually before we started recording is like, what other industries are you in? And anything else I've ever done is like, we, I had to start like, you know, with less than a hundred bucks, like literally. Um, so I did like the social media marketing. Uh, I got into crypto and Bitcoin. Like I told you early, got ripped off and scammed out of that. My initial Bitcoin, that's just part of the game. It is, yeah. Um, and honestly, I really don't care because it's like I had to learn and I won't repeat those actions. Um, but in life, life's tough, right? So you have to do that. And I love bootstrapping because it's like if the product or service is good enough, um, the demand will already be there as long as you present it in a way that people understand. Um, what's your, you know, your 10 second, as you said, we have no attention span. <laughs> what's your 10 second elevator pitch? Because people are going, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's true because it's just like, tell me what it is. 
in, in under 10 seconds. And so bootstrapping is important um, in just because you have enough resources. Right now, you have enough people in your circle to go out and get it. Um, you know, if you don't have the funds, friends have the funds. Go and find it. we have it. so much access now with social media. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's true, and everybody and their mother pretends to know somebody that knows somebody. It is. Yeah. So this is a good way to Call tell the bullshitters. Absolutely, and and something that's <laughs> yeah. really important. I mean, again, I, I love bootstrapping. I can talk all day about oh, it. Oh yeah, is I love bootstrapping speed. too now. <laughs> yeah, now you're part of the team. It's the speed. Yeah, it's the fucking speed. Like it's yeah. like yeah. you look at like I, I've been a growth hacker now for about a decade. Yeah, and when it comes to growth hacking, the whole premise is how fast can we make this go? Yeah, you know, um, and to not overlook a point you just brought up. Yeah, is that and we've said it here before the whole relationship we have with failure. Failure is tuition. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. tuition. It's okay. You see, he got yeah. he had a rug pull. He can sit here and cry about it <laughs> a all day. A couple of them actually. It's the school of life. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's tuition at the end of the day. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I mean I did the university thing and I was like I said I just <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? Like, and it's I'm not saying university is bad. I actually enjoyed the network and the experience, but I ended up just starting to really shift myself online because mm-hmm. I had friends that are like, oh, I'm going to get an MBA or I'm going to go get my PhD. If you're becoming a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, an accountant, sure. I don't want a doctor that learned off Google working no, on please, me. No, please, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's something for everybody. But if you're trying to go in That's business, hilarious. just go in business. Find, find somebody who's, if you want to learn real estate, you've been in real estate for how long? I'm showing my age now, 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. But like, like somebody who's willing to offer value and help you out could actually learn more than going to learn like in for, in school how no, to do this. No, I mean, as a stylist, oh, yeah. um, when I've had interns, you know, from the, not to say yeah. anything about any colleges here, but yeah. <laughs> there's an institute here for fashion and, and I had them come and I'm like, can you email this designer and let them know that we're going to be picking this up at what time? Okay, sure. What do I write? What do you? What do you mean? What do you write? Let yeah. them know that we're going to be picking it up at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to write. Like, what, you don't know how to address an email. <laughs> you don't know how to make a signature. Like, you know, all yeah. these things that, yeah. you know, you have to learn through life. It's interning. True. I think the best way to get your foot in the door is either through interning, you know, learning from, like you said, mentors. learning mentors from interning. You get mentors. Yeah not being as scared to be transparent, say, I actually know nothing, but I have a will to learn. Yeah, that's true. And through that, you learn so much and yeah. people respect you and they see the drive that you have and 100%. that builds morale, self-love and confidence, which will give you the tools that you need to succeed in life. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. If you're watching this and enjoying it, press pause for a second. Go to activemindsclub.com. Again, activemindsclub.com. Here you will have membership access to our exclusive networking events as well as behind the scene access to our guests where you yourself can ask them questions. Not to mention, at these events and in the community, you're going to have access to the very mentors that are here sitting with us as well as many, many more that are doing cool things in stocks, marketing, cars, real estate, where we're going to have you have access to education, insights, how-tos, all things that you can apply to your life and business. To give you some context, I'm going to echo your sentiments and definitely your sentiments. Yeah. Uh, I got started with real estate through sandwich leasing when it was still called sandwich leasing. Oh, and now Jesus. it's called subleasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my mother, what she would do is she would rent a place and then I would manage it, mop it, clean it, etc. when I was still a kid. Yeah. And I would be her translator. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing was, well, this worked in my country and it could work here too, no different. Um, and she was very transparent with them. She's like, it's my kid doing the translating. 
I don't know what the hell you're saying, <laughs> but I'm supposed to sign here. And yeah. she was very open about it. And we ended up making not just great ten having great tenants, but making lifelong friends from this yeah, situation. 100%. So when you said when you talked about the transparency, I thought about my mother in that situation because it was hilarious. Like I had one, we had one tenant. I was like, "Why don't you bother learning English?" She was like, "This is everybody. This is what everybody speaks." Of course, nah, and it's universal. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, at the end of the day, you just got to play uh, by the rules. But also, you think about it like it's never been easier to scale a business uh, virtually. But also, the globalization of uh, the competitiveness mm -hmm. of everybody wanting to be in that space is also causing um, a larger barrier to entry. People are like, it's so easy to make money online, right? I think what the problem is is people overcomplicate it and mm -hmm. they're trying to set up the perfect scenario. It's like when I used to play hockey we'd call it garbage goals. Like we would just have to shoot the puck and it didn't have to be a fancy goal through the legs, whatever. Right. It's about just getting started. Can I start this business? If we do the whole thing where let's start an Airbnb business in We're 24 hours, not even 12 hours. Right. No, seriously. It's like, all you need to do is bring the idea to somebody and then start building from there. Because if we go and let's say we reach a hundred people on that one day, mm -hmm. um, we don't have the website done, none of that stuff, but we have the idea. And if, if we can yield the results we're saying and they have no risk involved, meaning they don't have to pay, like, why would they say no? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's about taking somebody from zero, not saying, hey, I've been doing this for five, five years or whatever, but zero and going out and showing what networking is. And if you don't have those skills and knowing how to talk to people yet, that's also something you should work on. But you'll learn that through doing it. How do Hell you yeah. think you, people can work on that? What are some tools or? Doing it. Doing it. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like liter literally because it's like you have to get enough. No, <laughs> yeah. It's it's like people are scared. It's like when you go to ask a girl, like, yeah, she's so, she's so good looking. And you're like, you're nervous, but you don't do it, right? Yeah. You think about it too long. You start this business and you think about it too long that it never actually comes to fruition. That's the wrong fucking yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I know. No, it does take a lot of courage to go up to somebody and say something. What's the it worst is. that happens? They say yeah. no. Yeah. We're nervous, right? Because people are, are, are they fear rejection, right? We, we all want to fit in. And one of the biggest things, my friend's a doctor. He said one of the biggest, uh, he loves psychology. He's like, we, we all want to feel like we belong somewhere. And feeling abandoned or we don't belong is lonely. And humans, uh, you could see it through COVID. We still want to be around. You could see how much yeah. people are partying these days. They're going on vacation because Wild. we're locked up for two years. Yeah. A little different here, but in Canada, it's it's still going on. Miami never closed. In a way. <laughs> no, it, yeah, it's like, closed. we really love Open people. for business. We really love people. We never close. COVID never happened here. What are you talking what about? What is that? Que eso? Que eso? Ah, no, no, no. Um, so I think, you know, just not trying to ramble too much. If Whoever's watching this, like co-hosting, master leasing, owning, um, and there's even seller financing too. So like, I can't afford this. Well, if you're on a seller finance, instead of having to qualify for a mortgage, you could find homeowners that are looking to rent their property. Hey, I'll come master lease your property, test it for like six months to a year. If this goes well, I'm potentially wanting to buy this. I'll pay you, you know, a higher interest rate. You know how this works. A uh, higher interest yeah. rate. I like how your brain works. Yeah, dude. but what yeah. this allows you to do is test the property, come in and rent it without committing to a mortgage and hoping that this is gonna make enough money to cover your mortgage payments. So how has um, the new laws and everything that's been going on with buildings not wanting Airbnb affected you? Um, well, that's the thing is condos are, if you're going to get started, I think having a smaller unit is better in okay. my opinion, because it, it resembles a hotel with higher turnover rates and people book it easier, less decision makers. The bigger the house, more parties usually, okay. um, more clean up, more clean up. Yeah. There's, there's different things like noise aware, noise aware plugs into the wall. It tracks the decibel system. Um, minute is another one too. 
So you want to have controls and systems, but how has this affected me um, is we actually transitioned into hotels and resorts. So okay. why, why work and play by, well, I guess we have to play by the rules of the condominium or wherever we're working, but with hotels already zoned. We don't have to uh, deal with the guests. The hotel does that. Um, we don't have to find the customer because Airbnb does that. And we're just connecting the two. Don't so it's as lean as it gets. hotels already have their own bar? Like of the, course. You just book, but so we you market the days they're not booked. Oh. And we integrate the Airbnb system, which people aren't really doing yet. Yeah. We're like, what if we could do this at resorts with all inclusives? Now, one, one owner becomes a thousand units. Right, you land yes. a, a couple resorts. Well, now you got a thousand units with one deal. So imagine making even ten percent on a hundred rooms that are booked for a week. Right, so that's seven hundred nights. Let's say it's a hundred dollars each. That's seventy grand, I think. Brilliant. <laughs> and you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's like say you take ten percent on that. You made seven thousand dollars overnight with a hundred new reservations for a week at using this. Right, leveraging. Get, guess how much? Guess how much that costs to start? Nothing. Yep. Because you use LinkedIn to connect with these owners and you're working with the development teams uh, on connecting in and integrating with their systems because they have them. How do you find your customers? Go ahead. Sorry. Now I'm going to give away the gold. Yeah. This is is not taught, by the way. You won't be able to Google this one. Um, No, not not this portion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not this portion. Like, obviously, it's, it's pretty easy to figure out, like, how do I connect with... Uh, well, I guess not easy with, with hotel owners, but again, LinkedIn is one way. Google, um, we actually uh, ended up having a guy who could speak Spanish uh, where we landed. Uh, a, it's a client who owns, they own the resorts. They're five-star resorts down in Mexico, Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, um, Cancun. Brilliant. And these go for three, three, four, five hundred, even up to 900 a night. One of them is only like 150 to 200 a night. But we needed somebody who could connect with those decision makers speaking the same language um, and be quick and efficient. So we had to train him um, and he's actually over in Spain. And so it took us year, I think almost a year to land that deal. Um, totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're actually still working on the integrations, the setups, all that stuff, because it's actually more complex when you're dealing with a thousand plus rooms. Um, but at the same time, there's a massive industry. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to talk about this, but with hotels, um, I don't recommend you start there because you haven't proven yourself yet. You're not going to understand how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you find them? There's tons of like trade shows that deal with suppliers that also uh, like in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, that but for this, interesting. For suppliers, right? Like what do hotels need the most? They need supplies. They need bedding, etc. So nice. you could go to the, yeah. Have you been to the NACE events? I have not. Oh. Check them out. I'm really? There's one coming up uh, September 21st, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you think on a bigger level like that, we've discussed four different ways now. Mm-hmm. Seller financing, which is technically owning, and then mortgage, traditional mortgage, master lease, co-hosting. Now we're talking about marketing. So if you go try to Google this on YouTube, you're probably not going to find it um, because you can it, find a course. You can only find it here. <laughs> no, I don't even think you'll find a course. Um, yeah, and I, I think that uh, people are like, oh my God, that hotel idea is amazing. Um, you don't start there. You start with working with one homeowner at a time. And that is very, very uh, profitable as well. Because with a hotel, you got to remember, you're sharing the calendar. When you're doing co-hosting, you have the calendar to yourself. You probably need a team to do that. Hotel, what? Right? No, you, not that much, actually. No. You could use virtual assistants, right? Yeah. So virtual assistants will uh, deal with the communication on the Airbnb platform. Yes. And those are, you can find some that are super cheap. Um, Absolutely. Anyways, so at scale, you can imagine how, how big that could be. 
And so. I mean, I know that you're focusing on Airbnb, mm-hmm. uh, but just for shits and giggles, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is another sector or space that you've maybe in the peripheral vision noticed that could probably apply that over there too? Um, and we talked about this slightly. I think focusing in on an industry to become great at it is super key. Mm-hmm. Um, what did Mark Zuckerberg work on? Right, it's Facebook. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing ten other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, the average millionaire has six or seven streams of income. That's fine. Invest there, but have it work for you. Yeah. That's not where my attention is. So my attention is dialed into this industry, mm-hmm. but also with real estate as a whole. So working with developers, the uh, mixed purpose rentals, owning entire buildings um, and actually uh, increasing the value on those and then obviously selling them for an increased price. So if we could do like a $40 million build and then sell that same building for $70 million, $80 million. Now we're talking bigger numbers. That's how you get to those nine figure, 10 figure mark, right? And I think that the way I'm learning how to get into this is by friends that have already done it. Um, And, you know, I'm not in commercial. I have friends that are in commercial. Um, But I think that uh, the real estate industry, I'm obviously, I'm fascinated with crypto. I have been since 2017. You know, I dabbled in NFTs. I currently am dabbled in NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not creating an NFT, but I'm, I'm interested in the idea of uh, the utility behind it. Not for a one-year, you know, uh, play, but a 10-year play. What does that look like? Because when I bought Bitcoin, I remember I was sitting in a, a uh, I was sitting in a coffee shop in Calgary, Waves Coffee, and there was like a little ATM. And I was like, I'm going to, I had cash in my pocket at the time because I was working and some people would pay me cash. So I was like, I'm going to go to this ATM. I'm going to, I'm going to buy Bitcoin because I think I've heard of it. It's like download this Coinbase app. Obviously everybody knows what Coinbase is now. So it was like three grand. I still have the transactions on my phone. It was like three grand a coin roughly. Um, And I put in, it was 3000 max per transaction. I put in, I went back, I put in more. Then I went back the next day, I bought more. I actually forgot I even had it because it wasn't trending. Then 2017 happened. It popped off in December. It went to (laughs) 20,000, 25,000. And I checked, I'm like, oh my God, I have all this this money now uh, that I didn't expect I had. And I was like, I heard of this Bitcoin mining. So I put it off into this mining operation, but you buy in with Bitcoin. You've heard how many you know rug pulls there's been with that, and that's what that ended up being. So I go to check last year or two years ago, and uh, it's like um, it was completely shut down, and wow. it, it was completely a fraudulent scheme, unfortunately. But you this know, is what? the problem. It is what it is. Yeah, it is a problem, but also yep. that's just people see money. Money changes some people but it also causes you know a lot of issues with with society right we're we're, we're chasing freedom yeah. by by definition humans are typically selfish because we want to we want to survive right so to become selfless that's that's not natural we have to teach ourselves that to be that way um, because we all want to have you know uh the the lamborghinis and the vacations and and pay off our parents mortgages and you know take care of our friends but you do that by solving a bigger problem you look at the richest people in the world and they're not out there typically flaunting, uh, even though they're super wealthy. We're talking billionaires, mm-hmm. but they constantly are involved in just making their business excellent. Um, where a lot of people that are just trying to make a million or just trying to make five or 10 million, um, which is fine, are hyper-focused on stacking cash. I'm going to make this amount by this year, and I have to be a millionaire by 30 uh, or 40 or 50 or whatever it is. Over time, you've made a million dollars. Most people have made a million dollars. Not everybody. Um, so but the idea is to have yeah. a well running machine. 
Well, like yeah. keep generating yeah. that money. <laughs> people, people love to make the first sale, but it's not there. It's yeah. like, how do you make the continued sales with the customers that supported Forward you from thinking. day one? Yep. You know, reinvest into that. Um, and then obviously personal branding, like uh, it's huge right now. Um, social media, not everybody wants to be in the limelight. Nothing wrong with that. You can build a business and have somebody else there. Sure. And that's fine. I have friends uber successful that have done that and they're not even really on social. Um, but if you're wanting to connect and network and build a business, if somebody can search you up and see that you have, that's just the way humans are. Oh my God, you got this many followers. Oh my God, you're verified on Instagram. All these things, these are things that are important to a lot of society. Social status, yeah. Social status. Um, but yeah, network with the right people. Because guess what? Like we may be you know, so smart in this room, but it's really about people getting you into the right rooms. And that's Seat at the table, yep. everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in your opinion, um, I know that you mentioned, you know, learning from friends that are doing it. Uh, who yeah. is someone that you have learned something just, let's call it priceless, uh, that maybe we don't all know about? What do you mean? Like a person or a thing? Like a what person, is it? yeah. Like, a, is there someone that you've learned an immense amount of so You mentioned wisdom? having mentors. Yeah. Like yeah. That. I think my family, like, uh, like family, I had an amazing like upbringing. Um, we weren't rich, Canadians. but we weren't poor. We were just, we were just, we were Canadians. <laughs> we were, we were average. Um, but I, they, they supported me in everything that I've done. Now, the thing is, is that a lot of us go and listen to our parents. My, you know, my dad's like, oh, you need to go to university. How many parents say that you got to go to university? So I did the university thing and I did it quickly and I did something I didn't necessarily want to do. I did it because it made a good amount of money. So I thought at the time. And then um, I realized that he doesn't know everything that I need. Um, in terms of this space because I'm tapping into the online space. So again, I have to take advice in certain situations from somebody who's already in the position I want to be. Not, you know, if I was in university listening to somebody, why are you teaching me? You know, you have to likely be here to make that money. Rather, you, you wouldn't want to be free on a beach. I'm listening to somebody who hasn't done what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, um, I actually went off and uh, started traveling. Um, you know, that's, I love traveling. That's why I do Airbnb. Um, I love just having a cell phone. Yes, I brought I a backpack it. here and one little side pouch. That's all I got. And people are like, is that it? And I, <laughs> I get asked all the time, but that's how I love to travel because I like, almost like minimalism. I like to have assets that are paying for my life, but I don't like staying in one spot. We have to go get it and go find it. And that's why I'm here with you guys. Um, because this doesn't exist always in your own backyard. And I say this to my friends and honestly, most of my friends, uh, I've, you know, I love them, but not all of them that I grew up with are doing what I needed uh, in my life for them to do to uh, help me envision what I, where I needed to go. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is that like, I um, found mentors by going to networking events um, and I got into places where, and it's funny, like I said, a lot of these mentors, some of the mentors aren't even on really social media. A lot of the older guys that are crushing it, mm. like they don't even have social media. They've crushed it, but they're looking for young guys with I hustle. I can relate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mentor's always like, can you help me with that real thing? <laughs> it is. And I'll they, pay you. <laughs> they know, and they know their craft well. So um, the doctor I was just talking about too, uh, he ended up becoming a mentor of mine. Uh, and he would almost say that about me too. Cause when I first met him, I was super young. I walked into his office and we ended up talking for like two hours and I, it wasn't a traditional like meetup and whatnot. We're still friends. I texted him yesterday. I was supposed to see him, but I had to leave, came here. And, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're so grateful to have <laughs> you. So sorry, doctor. <laughs> um, I love it here. It's amazing. Um, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, no, but like, 
I have friends that are lawyers, accountants, doctors, entrepreneurs, um, and there wasn't one single person that changed it all for me. What it was was, and I think I'm a little bit hard-headed uh, when it comes to, you know, at first being reluctant to finding people that I needed to be like, I thought I knew it all. And when you're young, that's exactly, and that's where I'm going with this answer, is I made so many goddamn mistakes that it, it, it cost me a ton of money, a ton of time, that I thought I was gonna be somewhere in five years. And it's like, okay, if you had just found a mentor or, and I'm not saying go out and buy every online course and none of that, but if you're looking to learn from somebody, learn from somebody that has proven and is doing exactly what you wanna do, not somebody who's just in theory teaching that. Mm -hmm. And you see that online all over the place. Yeah. It's everywhere. Everybody has a course uh, for something. <laughs> how to tie your to shoes. Courses. Yeah, a course, how to make courses, how to tie your shoes. Nothing wrong with that. There, I know very successful people that have courses, but are they doing it today? So have they proven stay themselves? Stay in your lane. We talk about this a lot. Yeah. People stay in just your need lane. to stay in your lane. Yeah. Focus on what you need to do to yeah. get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Get those tools, acquire those things, and become the best at it, right? Exactly. From top to bottom. Exactly. And people are like, do you read? <laughs> it's funny because I actually didn't read for so long. I started reading. I did the 75 hard. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing 90. If you guys know what that is, no. it's like a fitness challenge. <laughs> Andy Frisella created it. Okay. You got to do 75 days, no drinking, uh, two workouts a day, 45 minutes, one in, nice. uh, inside, outside. Then you got to read 10 pages of a book. Anyways, I basically didn't work for like three months. I did 93 <laughs> days. I lost 30 pounds. I got shredded, whatever. But what I found was that it taught me discipline. It wasn't about the physical change. And that's the whole point of mm -hmm. this. Um, the mental clarity you get from not, yeah. not consuming alcohol is crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And as we have Casa Azul in the corner over there. I have a high tolerance. <laughs> that's not so mine. That does not that's, this is pure green juices. What's mine? I, <laughs> I'm the drinker. Uh, it's, and, and you know what? The, ever to each their own. If you can handle it, I'm not saying exactly. go, don't. And, and everyone's like, don't drink and stay focused and sleep 12 hours or eight hours and time everything. I have an aura ring. I track my sleep, whatever. It's not on right now, actually. But I, I found that like if you can integrate alcohol and that's what you enjoy, you can, sure. go fucking yeah. drink some alcohol if yeah. you'd like. But just don't overdo it, but enjoy your life. Everyone's like, oh, my God, could you imagine you gave up everything for one year and lived in a, a room with four white walls? It's like you would probably be depressed. Everything yeah. in moderation. It's okay. it's okay to let loose, but I think, yeah, you have to. It, choose it, time and place me personally i get so foggy headed and i just can't yeah. do it i mean I, that's why they always make fun of me <laughs> here they're like we have to take danny out of the country for her to drink <laughs> that's the only way i really moderation. everything in moderation yeah, yeah. that's basically uh, and you, like you said just finding what works for you yeah uh, it, it's a good balance in your personal and business life yeah and and honestly i and we can all say in moderation there's times where you know you've gotten a little drunk more <laughs> drunk than you thought you were gonna get um but i think with entrepreneurs is we're very extreme um, yes. and that's it's, that, so true. it's you're all in or you're not doing nothing yeah. and and it's like uh right now like I, I went from complete fitness mode now i'm in full work mode and it's like holy mm -hmm. i gotta get to the gym or something today or even go for a and I was doing that. And it's just like, it's like a flip and a flop. But there's, and I, Tony Robbins, I think, said this, there's no such thing as balance. It'll always be off. There's something yeah. that you're doing more than the other. It's about integrating that into your lifestyle um, and making, you know, uh, uh, a daily ritual that is a non-negotiable. Yes. Whether that's a 30-minute walk or whatever. For me, I love flexibility. I remember, I think it was my dad told me, I went to kindergarten, it was like day two. Um, and I come back in the car, I'm like, is this all there is to life? And I was just a little kid. And I knew right then and there, well, maybe I didn't, but this is who I was and this is who I'm meant to be is I love freedom. Mm. And I don't care if it costs me my last dollar. 
If I can go and travel and explore, I know that that culture and network is going to elevate me. And I'm so rich in experiences. I don't need 10 Lamborghinis or 15 Ferraris. Mm -hmm. If you, that's what you like, go for it. Yeah. If that makes you happy, go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But also learn how to enjoy yourself and live because you can't, you're going to die with nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We came here with nothing. We're dying yeah. with nothing. It all doesn't matter. It's, yeah. it's just filling this void and finding this temporary happiness. And I'm not perfect. I still go through times where I'm like down and up and down and up. And that happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. That's entrepreneurship. I think the most important thing to highlight here is ex accepting your shadows. We mm. all have them. True. Yeah. So sometimes you're going to dance with them. Sometimes you're not. And it's accepting that we have a duality to us. There's dark and light. And we're always going to play in one and we're going to play in the other. And it's yeah. just like being gentle with yourself and accepting that it's going to happen. Not getting into that mental torture and then taking an action towards being better the next day 100 percent. i know we went from bootstrapping to now we're doing like life lessons but i think it's important that's the whole no, idea that's though. the whole yeah, idea of the podcast. what's your yeah. thoughts on this what's your thoughts on like just like maintaining uh i guess maintaining longevity in something most people just can't uh, continue doing something over and over and that's why they fail i think because if you just kept doing the same thing for over five years you're going to get to a result mm -hmm. but people can't do it that long so what's your thoughts you've been in real estate for 20 years now i'm interviewing you <laughs> I love I love the, the flip. First yeah. thing that comes to mind is uh and I'm sure you've met like myself just brilliant people. Yeah. And they're stuck or brilliant people and they're failing over and over. Yeah. And oh yeah. You know, it, it's it's a little mm, it's interesting to watch them suffer and struggle simply because once you kind of got come out on the other side, you're like, "Well, <laughs> stop it." Um and what I mean by that is this is that Sometimes it's a curse to be talented or skilled or smart or creative or whatever you choose to label yourself because certain things come easier to you than others. Yeah. So what I think about this is that, yes, it's easy to kind of motivate yourself, but that's perishable. And it comes down to discipline. I have ADHD and my creativity fuels what I do, but where I learned discipline was in the army. And okay. they've basically focused on the whole motor memory. And I think about how that applies to other people that I know. Some people I've tried it out where you said, you know, embracing your shadows. I've tried it on a few friends where I'm like, hey, you know, what are your shortcomings, for example? Mm -hmm. And then setting a cadence, you know, like you said. So it's all sure. about recipe building. That, those are my thoughts. It's about what your recipe looks like for you. And uh, when it comes down to that cadence, it can be uh, a 15 minute <laughs> increment or an hour increment. Yeah. And that's the way that it works. Like. Even something that's worked for me has been, I was telling uh, Stuart about this before, is my memory is weird because I'll remember things to the detail, to like to the this color shirt you're wearing, yeah. but then ask me what I had for dinner yesterday. I'm like, wait, what? Sure. So <laughs> Short -term memory it's, I, I've learned that <laughs> if you explore yourself and you're a lot more honest with yourself, it becomes easier. That's that's no, 100%. Yeah. So, that's amazing. So you're in the army and you learned a lot of discipline, obviously, there. Yeah, yeah, there was no choice. Yeah, <laughs> that's no what I mean. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, discipline is is a major, 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 major thing. Yeah. But the discipline also I learned through them, which it's just you're making the same choice over and over. Yeah, he obviously knew David Goggins then. Uh, I have not read his stuff, but I've heard of a lot of stuff. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'll just leave it there, but you got to check out David Goggins. I will. I definitely run, will. He runs forever. But making the same choice over and over, man. That's yeah. what it comes down to. I like that routine. Yeah, 100%. Um, as we begin to wrap up, I wanted to go over some of the finer points um, that Mr. Airbnb, <laughs> a cool moniker. Bet you uh, don't remember my name, but you remember. Brandon. You know, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, well, I'll never forget Brandon. Yeah. Um, 
Brandon, a.k.a. Mr. B Airbnb, uh, started to bring up some finer points, which was, and here's where you can start to applying them is, is number one, look at your network. Yeah. All right. I know that the cash phrase net worth and net worth is, is, is it's catchy, but it's true. Look at your network. Even if you don't think you know somebody or maybe just like kind of you're associated with them, a quick thing to apply and it's something that he immediately went into is sweeten the pot. What's your incentive? What's yeah. your ask? So even if you know somebody, you have access to somebody that you think might help you immediately go into the mode of what can I bring to them? Yeah. Um, and that also kind of brings up something that Danny brought up, which is embrace the shadows. And I say this because there, there was actually someone here not too long ago that is hella talented. And we were talking about his offer and it was easy for us to extrapolate his offer, but it wasn't for him because he was so focused on, well, I'm not ready. I don't have this equipment. I don't have access <laughs> to this. Yeah. Dude, none of that fucking actually matters. <laughs> then after you take a risk, you start to look at social proof and social leverage. And what that looks like is this. In his scenario, he gave, here's what I've done, here's what I haven't done, here's what I wanna do. And then you're not gonna get a lot of yeses. In fact, you're probably gonna get nine no's and one yes, but that's all you need is one yes. Then we get into utilizing, under, sorry, going for underutilized ecosystems. Now, what does that look like for you? It could be a social media platform, it could be a forum, it could be Reddit, it could be LinkedIn, it could be your, you know, your neighborhood business improvement district. You kinda get the point. Coffee shop. Or the coffee shop, yeah. And then yeah. as you're going through this process, he talks about failure being tuition. Failure is tuition. You know, he lost a few grand, unfortunately, on more on, than that. On, <laughs> I'm trying a to lot be nice. More. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On Bitcoin, it, through a rug pull, we'll get into what that means later, but it's just tuition. He's now learned a lesson. Guess what? He's not going to do a third time. Another Actually, rug pull. I did do it a third God time. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, there was another scenario. But, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and the whole art of bootstrapping is speed. So something that he immediately went into is using this, your, your noggin, right? Your brain, because that is actually your biggest value add. Your experiences, your perspectives, your skills, your talents, you package it all together, you have value. And that's where you start to apply speed and that's where you get bootstrapping. And then something just to wrap this all up, which is the idea of building in one area. There's something in real estate that I love, which is uh, buy land, sell apartments. And his approach is pretty much the same. He's not looking at like four or five different industries. He's looking at one. But the key thing here is he, he has his proof of concept in one. Then he applies it again. Then he applies it again. And then he learns, oh, there's a way to improve my process. It requires yeah. now hotels or resorts. Yeah. And then he, so he basically just keeps compounding and building on what he's built the first time. Yeah. Your first draft will probably look like shit, but yeah. the more you keep improving on it, <laughs> things just get better and better and better and better. And that is the best way to create your luck yeah. is to continue to compound on that. Um, did we di like absorb everything you were giving? A hundred percent. And one thing I hate sometimes, and I hate's a strong word, when you listen to a podcast, you go to these masterminds sometimes, people give you um, just a basic answer, like, you know, believe I'm not, in yourself. Like, believe in your, <laughs> yeah, believe in yourself, don't quit, blah, blah. Like, we've said all those things and you've heard them a million times. People want an exact game plan. Yeah. In this, in, in, in any business, there is no exact game plan, nope. but there's a starting point, and it's like, uh, and if we do this filming, you'll see. Uh, and I've We're never doing, done that. So this is if, doing it. When? I'm going to become Mrs. Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, not that we have to get married. I, I didn't mean it like that. I, Hold on. My girlfriend's going to be I didn't now. mean it like that. <laughs> now, I, you're now you're Brandon. Now you're Brandon. 
I did not mean it like that. I, I've had a, miss, I've miss, had a few people say miss, miss Airbnb, Airbnb miss, miss. miss. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to have you as a brother-in-law. It'd be awesome. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys related? No. Well, might as well be. She's a sister I never wanted. Uh, no, like but us. I love it. I, I, I think that um, just like the idea of uh, having an exact strategy, it doesn't exist. There is no key. Yeah. Um, there is no master key. But you, you labeled it all down. So if you guys have to go back, rewind, slow it down, whatever. But if you're starting today and you're like, I have nothing, um, <laughs> Google, YouTube, like these are basic things, yeah. have so many videos, spend an hour just watching some YouTube videos, how to do Airbnb, how to co-host, research what other companies are doing. Like what do they offer in their co-hosting? I don't know how to pitch a homeowner. We'll figure out how they're doing it, how to pitch a homeowner. It's very simple. People don't do those things Google though. Google is your friend. Google University and YouTube yeah. University. So if you're starting from zero, your first step is to go and put yourself out there. Nobody will buy if they don't know you, right? So you need to go and network. And the warm introductions, because if you know a developer or a homeowner, he's gonna trust you. I can cut you into the deal and I can give you a percentage if I have no money. I always mm -hmm. say never partner with what you can hire, right? So if you're starting fresh and you got no money, you're probably gonna have to give up a little piece of your pie. But if you've got money and just enough or making enough that you can cover it to, to pay somebody, don't give up something that you don't need to. If somebody, you're gonna partner with somebody, like they need what they need to bring money to the table, they need to bring massive experience and network to the table, or an extreme amount of the opposite uh, talent that you don't have mm. and ambition. Um, so you need to find somebody that has what you don't. Um, step one, day one, Google University, <laughs> YouTube University, how to pitch a homeowner and what is co-hosting. Step two, go to Zillow, go on Facebook Marketplace, Call realtors, have as many meetings as you can in day one. In that first week, you're building a network. By week two, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a deal if you do this enough times. We're gonna try and do it in a day though. Fuck yeah, and if you don't want to get into this industry, please listen to it in a different way then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Look for the network, look for the gatekeeper slash access holders, yeah. and then come up with a value add that you can bring to them. It applies to literally any industry. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a childhood buddy who started promoting parties, uh, was in, fell in love with the car game, yeah. and used that exact method to now work at Lambo. He now heads up Lambo really? for sales. And that, he did the exact well, same yeah, thing. Just even doing this podcast for- That's cool amount of time that I have been yeah. now, I'm already noticing common denominators and people that are there successful. It's just like the yeah. same, it's the same recipe. You see, it works. It's just like, what's what it's different ingredients you throw in there, but that, you know. It's always the same thing. It's always the same yeah. structure. Uh, so dude, I wanna give you the floor as we wrap up, man. Yeah. What's something in the last 12 months that you're so fucking proud of you wanna celebrate? <laughs> um, that I'm proud of? Yeah. See, it's like, you should know right away. Um, I would say that I'm, so I'm turning 28 um, mm -hmm. and at 21, my goal was to be, you hear this all the time, I want to be a millionaire by 25. Yeah. So I, you know, at 21, I wanted to, you know, by 25, actually, I want to live downtown. I wanted to drive, you know, the supercar, all these things. Um, but what I'm proud of is uh, hearing, and, and I've just started to document this because I started teaching this Airbnb thing four or five years ago now. Mm -hmm. I started at 50 bucks an hour, I'd meet somebody in a coffee shop. Now, you know, then it went to like teaching, you know, 30 people at once and it was like a thousand bucks a piece. And like, then I'm like, you know what? I, I want to build this business. I don't want to just teach. I want to, I want to be like the core guy. Um, what I'm proud of is literally just hearing the, the results. I've done these interviews with in the last actually month uh, with people that I hadn't talked to in a long time. And they're either 
uh, about to make a million dollars a year, um, wow. or uh, or a couple, they're at a couple hundred grand a year, which is incredible. Whether they have a partner or not, and have to split that after tax, whatever. But the idea is that this was an idea I had in the shower, and yeah. I executed on it because I didn't have enough cash, bootstrapping, and used the resources with velocity, and I went straight to it without a website, just results. Um, and I realized that people like my, my friend, Alan, who's a friend used to be a student in Puerto Rico said, I got 20 no's. And on the 21st, I got a yes. And, uh, it was a realtor and that realtor was a warm introduction. That's what changed the game. Right. You heard and that 20, 20. So do not give up yeah. when you don't get three, <laughs> yeah. 20. And I hear this over That's and a over. A lot of no's. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this over and over. It's like, uh, I got all these no's, um, but then I got my first deal and it just compounded. Yeah. Um, because yeah, exactly how it works. they'll just network and, and give you more deals. And you'll just be that much more eager and ready yeah. when you get that one. If you got 20 no's, you're going to yeah. come in with so much energy and drive. Yeah, and after like, that, while, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. I got some things in the works right now um, that I didn't talk about on here. I actually haven't even marked at it yet um, but it's going to help a lot of people do exactly what i was saying mm -hmm. uh, and teaching you guys today and it's not a learning thing um, it's not like here's here's my program um, so i'm i'm in the works of trying to build something uh, that i don't think has been done in a certain way uh, right now so nice. i'm proud of people is what i'm proud of i'm proud, proud of the people. people and i'm proud that i was able to help do that um, but i was just the stepping stone i was just the base foundation they built the tower so that's, well, that's beautiful. So you're just trying to make yeah. a better world. Oh, yeah. It's so classic, but it's like no, it's it actually really, is, really fucking cool to hear when somebody quit their yeah. job and they're doing this. Yeah. That is true. That's it's like euphoric a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not just being sentimental about that. It's oh, actually it's... sweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually amazing. It's so Canadian. So Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian, eh? <laughs> Dude, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, I obviously wish you much success. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to this day in the life because we're going to take you up on that. I I'm going to challenge know this Danny. Was happening. I'm, I'm like, wait, now Danny. I'm questioning it. <laughs> no, no, hold on. You're going to do it. You're going to try it. Fresh Worst case scenario, you fail. Yeah. Worst Worst case scenario, you fail. You don't. You never make a plan B. I will. I will. Exactly. Takes away from Worst plan case A. scenario, you just fail. You know? No, we're. You gonna, learn something new. You, I don't think. I don't think. I don't have to think. We're not gonna fail. We're not gonna fail. Um, I don't know what there's just too many. Like when you do something enough times, you just know how to like do it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It becomes like muscle memory. It, it's just. It's so simple. Now we're in a different market with different rules. Um, yeah. But if you go a little bit further down towards Hollywood and Fort yeah. Lauderdale, mm -hmm. it's a lot more lenient. Okay. So. Yeah, true, we'll true, figure true. It out. It'll be fun. <laughs> so as business. always, we're going to wish you well. Thank you. And a hundred percent, take what he what he put down and run with it. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. Want to give a huge thank you to Hands Free Automation of Vegan Gummies yeah. for their undying support <laughs> uh, and keeping this machine going and keeping us in front of people. Like uh, Brandon. Brandon. <laughs> I learned that in Mexico. They call That's me Brandon. That's gonna stick, dude. Uh, but yes. As we said before, the whole purpose of this conversation is to explore yeah. and learn through the experience and perspectives of people that are paving their own lane. Yeah. And obviously have a little fun with it, see how it applies to us, the lessons that we can <laughs> derive from it. And the entire, entire purpose of you watching this is to move smarter together. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I've been catching LC Safradi. This has been Active Minds. Catch you next time. So guys, as we're wrapping up, we want to remind you that we have our membership program now available on ActiveMindsClub.com. ActiveMindsClub.com. Grab yourself a seat. See you there.